0: The party never ends. And I'm all telling with my sense. Yeah. I'm trying to get revenge. You'll be all out of love in the end. Spent ten
1: hours on this flight man. Told a pilot, ain't no flight plans. Can't believe whatever
0: I'm saying. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is hashtag knowledge hour with William, not Will. I'm joined with one of my good friends, no, scratch that, one of my brothers, Oza Rambanechi, a.k.a. Chief O, Detroit rapper O, I'm glad to have you on the first ever Hashtag Hour episode. Appreciate you having me. Thank you for coming.
1: I, I don't feel appreciated, Will. I don't feel appreciated because you sure sold me. I'm not just a rapper. I'm a law student. I'm a person. I'm a worker. And I'm an American citizen. Do right by me, sir. Do right by me. But it is good to be here.
0: You know, just for that, I should remove you off this episode because you called me Will. And I think you did that on purpose. And it clearly says in the damn title, William, not Will. I'm going to give you a pass just this once. All right. Tip
1: or tap, brother. Tip <laughs> <or> tap.
0: <laughs> So a little bit with the introductions for those who do know me or those who don't know me again my name is William I come from a uh, podcast with me and my brothers did last year known as hinder to win it this is a different trend that was something that we created together and this is something that I need to get off my chest so no there will be no PSAs no there will be no uh, referencing Henna to win it out of respect for my brothers that is something we did together and this is something that uh I just need to handle right here and now. So this is the first episode which a lot of you know is known as a pilot. Um this could be the first of many or it could be one of one. It really honestly just depends. Um the reason I'm doing this is because I'm not a big social media poster. I don't post on social media too much. Uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of people have been asking my opinions on things going on in the world, coronavirus, you know, all the social injustice, the, the racial tension that has hit not only here in America, but across the world, uh, and just how, you know, this changing of the guard is going. So with further ado, I'm going to dive into it with my man, O here. Uh, let's start with the year. 2020. If anybody knows what twenty twenty means, that's all about vision. And if this year hasn't shown you a clear fucking vision of what is real and what is not, you need to have your own eyes checked at that point.
1: Uh it's a lot of blind people out here, bro. <laughs> yeah, to be real with you, yeah, that's the standard you putting it on. It's a lot of folks who uh really uh just choose not to uh be aware of what's what's going on or uh, what we need to do in order to make uh this country uh this planet better uh for all of us uh we got a lot of folks uh I feel like are kind of just stuck in a old way stuck in the ways they're rooted maybe indentured or you know just brought up and they have strong beliefs in those uh those uh values of theirs I guess if that's what you want to call them and they just uh they, they're making this year a lot harder than it has to be 2020 has been um really a tragedy i'm pretty sure most people can't really wait for it to be over because every month that comes we kind of just eking around the corner just to you know right. see what hits next we done lost people due to this coronavirus we didn't you know we got people still protesting even though they're not televising it you know trying to you know make social change and you know make police reform and stuff like that for all the brutality that's been going on and you know, you still got some citizens out here that's condoning these actions. And, you know, we got a lot more that's uh, really trying to, you know, just bring us into a new era and, and, and make it better for everybody. Uh, I think this is a year that uh, the fight for equality has uh, taken another step towards. So,
0: but, uh, you know, some of these folks out here are not making it easy. You know, it's, it's good that you say that because um, I wanted to open the show with this today is July 18th 2020 somebody celebrated their 100th birthday today I don't know who for anyone out there listening if you know someone who turned 100 today on behalf of Motown motivated and uh, chief O and hashtag knowledge Hour, happy birthday to them anyone who turned in 90 to 100 that is a special class because and a shout out to my great-grandfather who I live with he'll be 94 on the 28th of July I say that to say this. I asked my grandfather, and this is a true story. I asked him the other day. I said, you know, with this whole COVID thing going on, has there been anything you have not seen? Has there, I mean, seriously, when you think of someone in that 90s, 80s group, and hundred, what have they not, with this global pandemic, what have they not experienced? The Great Depression, wars. Uh, Jim Crow, segregation, civil rights movement, the Reagan era, 9-11, Hurricane Katrina, the first black president, the recession, and here we are on a global pandemic. What have you not seen? I can't make this shit up. I can't. So for anyone out there that, you know, you know an elder, uh, you know, respect that person because they've earned it by default, like literally default. And I get kind of sick and tired of seeing on Facebook or social media, you know, uh, uh, oh, I don't, I don't show them no respect because they don't show me no respect. Listen, if somebody was an elder and they told you the sky was fucking green, you know what, I do see a tint of green right there in that corner. Don't argue with them. <laughs> because they earned, they respect. They've been through some shit that you may never face in your life. They don't. In the words of Uncle Phil, they've encountered bigotry you couldn't even imagine.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm half and half with you on that, bro. I, I definitely agree. It's a, it's a level of due respect that's that's you know deserved and earned just from being a survivor, just for living in this crazy world that we live in and making it to that age. But let's not uh, try to make it seem like some old people aren't assholes, bro. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's not do that. Let's not let's not try to make it seem like that old people don't do certain things just because they old people and they feel like they should be able to get away with certain things. I feel like a lot of times when you got younger folks saying, you know, you got to give respect to, you know, earn respect, they, they really mean it in a way of, you know, just treat me like a human. I'm not saying you got to treat me like royalty. I'm not saying that you got to, you know, kiss my feet when I come in the room or nothing like that. But you don't have to talk to me rude or nasty just because you old. You don't have to, you know, cut in lines or, you know, think that you are somehow special just because you're old. You know what I'm saying? I, it's it's great that you made it to that age. And if you're in relatively good health, even better. You know, I want you I want everybody to live a full life and be able to, you know, be able to get the most out of their lifetime. Uh, but you got to definitely just have the basic respect and just be able to treat even a baby, you know, with just the humility and understanding that they're human, too. They have feelings, too, uh, even children and, you know, everybody else. They, they have a certain uh, ego and pride, too, that we don't want to damage when we're interacting with folks. So just because you're old doesn't mean you get the right to disrespect people in the light.
0: I feel that. and I, I understand that you do have a lot of elders who have that uh, title of the grumpy old person you know not every elder does live like that but you do have a lot and this is not an excuse for that but keep in mind that a lot of elders especially if they've hit that age they could potentially be very lonely in their lives they could have potentially already lost their spouse uh let's be honest it's not like every grandkid or even child that an elderly has comes to see them comes to spend time with them Mm -hmm. elderly abuse is real you know that, but that's another conversation for another day. But like I was saying, um, so we're going to touch on a few things here today, and I want I brought that up to say this: COVID-19 other formerly known as the coronavirus. Imagine you had a sandwich in front of you on the bread you hate, the meat you can't stand the condiments that you just throw up when you taste them. That is exactly what this is to me. A sandwich that is sitting in front of you and it's the only thing in the fucking refrigerator. So you either stay away from it or you be stupid enough and get in front of it and eat it. And I say that to say this. This global pandemic if this has not been a wake up call that Life literally hangs in the balance. I don't know what will be. Because you're fighting an invisible opponent. And unfortunately, it seems like that opponent right now is just winning. We have methods in place to fight it. But people want to even fight that. The simplest method is keep your distance, six feet, wear a mask. People don't even want to do that. I get it. We've been isolated in our homes for the past, what, three, four months. You know, it's the summertime. Here we are in the heart of July. People want to get out. People, you know, want to embrace and enjoy things. But let's be real. The numbers are increasing again. And it looks like you just, you just don't get it. Oh, I mean, you, you work in retail. You, you see it on a daily you come in contact with people on a daily basis How, ever since this started even till now what, what's what's your take on it
1: uh people even as adults are kind of no different than children they especially as an adult you don't really like being told what to do uh it's summertime it's hot people breath stink They don't like it to come back in their face and they breathing in the mask and not to make a novelty out of a very serious situation but a lot of folks just don't really take it seriously you have some folks out here who never experienced any symptoms or maybe didn't lose anybody during this pandemic so it doesn't really seem like a big thing to them uh oh in particular since we talking about that uh why 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 are white people so upset that they have to wear a mask (laughs) when they go into the stores? Since we are on a retail there, okay. subject, why are they so upset? I haven't seen so many videos <laughs> of people like literally licking on food and items and stuff like that, uh, throwing shoe boxes at customers, trying to like literally push uh, employees out of the way uh, to get into a store without a mask. What's so hard
0: about wearing a mask, white people? You know, that's a good question. Uh White people, why is that a hard? Why is that hard? Why is that so difficult? And for those white people that are allies and that are doing what you got to do to, to do your part, this is not, this is not, a, this is, this is nothing. If to it do don't with apply, you. let it fly. Exactly. This is for the people who still let their arrogance and ignorance get the best of them. Even in the midst of danger, an invisible opponent, invisible, as in you can't see COVID coming. It could be anywhere, and you can't see it. And uh, you know, you I, I've seen it myself. Um, uh, you know, I shop just like everybody else does. You know, I go into the WalMarts, the Targets, the Myers. You know, and I see it. I see people. You know, not wearing a mask. You know, acting like this is last year. This is 2019 summer. Like this isn't a new day. You know, and it's it. Ha- they have signs. In front of the store, please wear a mask. Now, I have seen at Myers, uh, uh, the local Myers off Aiden Woodward in Detroit, uh, you guys are enforcing this. You know, you have uh, managers or employees standing in front of the doors making people aware hey, if you don't have a mask, you can't come in. Yeah.
1: Uh, and that's, that's really just based off the state law regulation. Now, uh, if you are walking into an establishment and you don't have a mask on, you are subject to like a $500 fine, I believe, um, for every time that you do it. Um, so really, it's just to kind of help people out and, and just, you know, how people can get in any retail store. Um they a lot of people like i said just don't want to listen they just want to come in get their stuff go and and do it like that so that's a preventative measure before like anything else is taken into account because you know you got police officers on site you got you know security on site who has to deal you know they have to deal with those security issues <clears throat> excuse me um when they come about so you know before anything gets escalated we'd rather let you know management uh do the customer service on that side mm. and try to you know able to smooth over folks because that never really goes well when you bring in uh you know enforcement into it i know we a little bit over time just uh last question do you think we ever get back to a normal life or do you think this is life as we know it now
0: you know whoever is in charge of the webster dictionary uh any dictionary dollar store dictionary college dictionary you can go ahead and remove the word normal out of the dictionary okay? because there will never be another normal or at least not the normal of 2019 and previous years. Mm. The new normal, not only here in the U.S., but around the world is going to be very different because if ever we get control of this, there is no way in hell you could go back to how things used to be. So the word normal needs to be canceled since we're canceling things there's it's a culture now to cancel things please cancel the word normal because this is not normal living
1: uh, well you heard it from william first uh, this doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon so wear your mask folks
0: all right uh we're gonna move on to the next topic which is gonna be the meat of the show social injustice mm. you know that right there can be a segment within itself like i mean literally take a whole hour But let's let's kind of stick with the now, the the 2020. So we have just dropped a few names, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and of course, the uh, gruesome video of the killing of George Floyd. I'm going to say this. I'm all for Black Lives Matter because not only am I, I am black, you're black. But Black Lives Matter, you know, a lot of people want to dissect it. They want to, oh, hey, their mission statement on their website. Listen, the three words, Black Lives Matter, it can't get any obvious than that. But we're not going to talk about that. I want to talk about all lives matter. Since everybody wants to go there, because Black Lives Matter is obvious. But I'm not so sure about all lives matter, because I think when I hear all lives matter, I think of two things. You want you want to be passive and you don't care for the situation that's going on at hand of the uproar in America and the social injustice that's kind of exploded onto the scene just at this magnitude or you just. You're, you, you have a hidden agenda behind all lives matter. Mm. Do you really feel that all lives matter? And, and, oh, I'm going to ask you this question, but give me one second. I, I, I want you to understand this. If all lives truly matter, if all lives actually mattered, would I have to sit my ass at this table and have this conversation right now? Would there have to be protests in the streets for social injustice right now if all lives truly mattered? And the Constitution says all men are created equal. We do know that when that was created, that only applied to certain people because we were considered subhuman, not even human. One-third of a person. Exactly. So... Is there really a difference between all men created equal when it was written compared to all lives matter now? Is there a significant difference? Or do you just want to use that all word to be passive and, and try to uh, not necessarily rectify the situation, but suppress? Uh,
1: a lot of those things uh, are really just a diversion or a, uh, uh, an attempt to dilute uh, the real problem here. Uh, people who like to spew the uh, the banner of all lives matter obviously don't mean that, even as it pertains to lives outside of black lives. I mean, you got uh, homeless people, you got people who keep going to jail or prison for certain, uh, you know, mental uh, deficiencies or addictions, which, you know, should be treated as disease instead of like, you know, just habits or criminal behavior. Uh, You got uh, people who are veterans who come home to nothing when they have given limbs and you know sacrificed everything uh, to fight in the name of a country that they believe in. And we will pass these people on the street. We will not give them a dollar on their GoFundMes. We will uh, basically do everything under the sun to kind of not look at their issues or problems because they don't really affect us and we're too busy dealing with our own. Uh, so not even to make it like a projection on uh, just the Black Lives Matter movement, but when people say all lives matter, it's just not true in any form or function because even people of you know, uh, the Caucasian lineage are suffering you know, on a, a class system level and are poor and uh, aren't uh, able to fend for themselves uh, financially or even eating well, Uh, they live in a state of poverty uh, as well and nobody's thinking about them or what we can do to uh, give them a better quality of life as well. So that definitely doesn't apply when you're talking about the black life. Uh, Like I just said earlier, when the Constitution was made, that wasn't made for us. We were one third of a person so any individual person didn't have those rights. Even when we fought for civil rights, uh, you know, we still had to, you know, face Jim Crow before that and we still had to face segregation around that time And even now you're still what two three times more likely to be pulled over six times more likely to be arrested uh, I think twice as likely to be, you know uh, Given a harsher sentence for the same crime just for being uh, of a darker complexion So everything about this country tells you that, you know, all lives don't matter Even in response to black lives matter and doing a peaceful protest you have five people uh, five black people uh, lynched around the country uh, not not even two or three days ago I had a video in my uh, in my Facebook messenger of a young black lady I believe in the south I want to say it was Mississippi or Alabama or something like that it was a video of you know white men with a confederate flag in the background literally putting this girl up on a noose and hanging her it was it was so disturbing and graphic you know what I'm saying this and these events aren't happening in you know, 1901 or 18-something or 17-something. This is 2020,
0: and people are still being lynched across the United States. Um, I want to make a correction. The all men are created equal is a part of the United States Declaration of Independence. That is a quote from uh, which Thomas Jefferson penned in 1776 during the beginning of the American Revolution. So, all men are created equal. All lives matter. The word "all" is used frequently. The problem is, do you really believe in the word "all?" When you say "all," you mean the whole.
1: No. when they say "all," they really mean, but what about me? Put focus on me, put attention on me <laughs> uh, when we when we try to focus on any other group outside of you know the Caucasian group, the European group. It becomes, well, what about us? Where is our attention? Where is our privilege? Don't we matter? You know, shouldn't we be in the spotlight? You're talking about somebody else, and now the attention isn't on us. So everybody else isn't as important to focus on us. That's right. That's really more so what that's about. That has nothing to do with everybody in general.
0: Eight minutes and 46 seconds. That was the time that... Uh, The officer, I'm not even going to say his name Had his knee On George Floyd's neck 8 minutes and 46 seconds Uh, Dave Chappelle did a uh, Show uh, A piece on uh, YouTube Called 8 minutes and 46 seconds Um, You know And this goes out to our allies. You're going to have to be the mouthpiece to your own people because they're not going to listen to us. You have those arrogant white people who. They don't they don't have to deal with this head on because it doesn't affect them. So when they see rioting in the street or protesting. You know, uh, because certain certain media outlets like to be very interesting with the word use mm. so when they see protests they can simply turn it off because mm. it doesn't affect them mm. you know or it doesn't affect them directly so i've seen a lot of, of my friends on facebook who are white uh family who have really been vocal uh shout out to you guys you know we definitely appreciate the support because like you said, oh, this is two thousand twenty. And while systematic racism you know, while that is still alive and well. I
1: mean, well, it is a system. Let's not exactly like that. That's the foundation of what this system was made off of. So it's something that's never really meant to go away. To really debunk the whole formation of systematic racism would be to pretty much start over in America. Uh it's some you know, Elements will probably still stay in place But you will really be trying to build the country back From the ground up if you were to try to remove Or abolish racism totally And that's part of why it's so difficult to do so I mean, not only do you have you know Gatekeepers who you know uh, Fight valiantly uh, Like Dan Snyder uh, <laughs> oh, We're gonna to, get on him later <laughs> To, uh, you know, keep uh, You know, uh, certain Things in place um, And don't make the necessary change uh to evolve in that manner but uh it's it's literally the foundation it's literally the gears that keep the machine grinding Mm. uh in order to uh make this whole uh corporation because that's what america feels like more than anything else now to make this whole corporation works Uh, as i don't even really feel much of uh, diplomacy working here
0: you know uh, it's funny you bring up corporations isn't it i can't say this for everyone but to me the trend right now in america how can i not look racist what words what names what images Mm -hmm. can i remove from my brand my company to not look racist
1: well it's not even about removing it's more about adding um a lot of these companies are the same companies uh they have the same brands but what they do now is that they put black faces on commercials to kind of you know okie doke us into believing that they're in solidarity with our plights uh the, the main one that i uh saw uh was i forgot the brand but it was a band-aid commercial and basically what they did was they made different shades of band-aids that kind of <laughs> you know fit you know the skin tones of, of black people um which you know it's creative you know what i'm saying it it really uh is something that makes us feel included you mm-hmm. know in, in a certain way right. i'm pretty sure a number of us probably buy those band-aids you know what i'm saying cuz you know it's sweet and you know it just makes us feel like it's okay to be black right uh the reason that i have a problem with it though with a lot of those things is cuz i treat it as pandering we're going to talk about uh you know another topic a little bit later that i also feel like is pandering but i don't feel like those things are sincere efforts in order to uh help us as African-Americans deal with the issues that we face every day. It's merely just a marketing campaign to keep the black dollar
0: in their pocket. Oh, you are a law student, so let me ask you this. Mm. A person comes down the street. They're walking, minding their own business. They see somebody getting beat up. Mm. Not a one-on-one, but like a four-on-one or five-on-one. So we're talking about this person could be beaten to death.
1: Okay.
0: You consider yourself a model citizen you call the police Mm -hmm. you record the incident Mm -hmm. but you don't intervene Mm -hmm. let's say unfortunately by the time the cop comes you still have not intervened and that person is dead Mm. the guys whoever did it got away but you report the incident I've seen everything off I see I saw it Mm. you know I saw everything I did what I had to do but here's my question and I'm not saying that if you had intervened that person would still be alive but where with the with a lot of what I'm seeing where does the line bend between what the law says I actually have to do or what or you know it's it's not written in the law that I have to intervene Mm -hmm. but from a moral standpoint that's what that's what concerns me because a lot of these companies they don't have to they, lawfully they don't have to get involved in any fucking thing, mm-hmm. but from a moral standpoint, especially when your consumers are black people, brown people, not just white people, you're you, are, are, so are you are you just you know what are we what what are we really doing here?
1: Uh, I, I feel like well for the scenario that you gave me uh, legally. Uh, if a person didn't cause the harm to the person or the beating to happen, they have no responsibility to step in legally uh, So if they want to record and just kind of stand by they don't really catch any rap It's not like they get arrested or have a charge for them or anything like that because they have no responsibility to it uh, Also legally though, uh, if you were to defend somebody in their stead, like if you were to jump in you would kind of be able to uh, do so under the self-defense claim because uh, you can defend somebody to the right that they can defend themselves and step in if you wanted to. You don't have to, but you also won't get in trouble if you do as well. So I think it's a little bit different when you're talking about these companies because they don't have to as far as, you know, really get involved or try to make change in black communities and really stand for social injustice, but they will get some repercussions if they do, you uh, just because, like I said, you have certain parties and certain groups of people who are not okay with that. You know, They have to be willing to take on that backlash in order to do so. And I think a lot of people uh, or a lot of companies uh, aren't, aren't willing to bite that bullet for uh, a certain group of people because uh, while they do value the dollar, they don't really care to uh, actually make the changes that need to happen in order to put uh, the underserved in a better way of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's exactly what I mean. Like you can you can put us on commercials. You can you know give us products to make it feel like it's okay to be black. You can you know pander and vie for our attention and money. But how much of that money are we seeing? You know, go into impoverished areas or communities. Uh, how much of that money do we see go towards other things? You know, outside of entertainment and sports. Or their own brand, uh, you know. How many programs are you know being funded by these companies that's using the black dollar to put you know meals in black homes, or you know, be able to uh, get scholarship opportunities or anything like that? Now there may be some. Uh, but I, I I'm willing to bet that a lot of them, uh, you know, just take that black dollar and do with their, you know, do whatever they want to do with it. And that's what I mean when I say like you're not really for us or really trying to do anything to change that situation because uh, we spend literally uh, trillions of dollars, you know, just just by being. Uh, The biggest consumer group in the country Mm -hmm. Um, So When you lose the black dollar you lose a lot of your Business usually with a lot of these companies Uh, So that's why I feel like they do what they Do in order to you know make it seem like we cool It's not us it's not us it's not us But they're not actually doing what they need to do To actually you know make it Equal and right
0: so Officer I recorded The incident and I called the police but I Didn't intervene Mm. okay All right. Um I want to we're going to move on but before we do i want to wrap this up with this all lives matter bullshit because that's exactly what i feel about it you know i live in a predominantly black neighborhood and about maybe a year now maybe a year maybe two i've seen maybe about one or two maybe three white families move in a little white guy they don't bother me i'm pretty sure they don't bother anyone else in the neighborhood and, and there's a little old white guy that rides his bike and i oh hey there's a white person you know cool it's funny how that's not an issue but if I was to go into their neighborhood that's a problem mm. you know there's someone behind the curtain ready to call the police mm. you know there's someone uh, Amart Aubrey, who's going for a jog now yes they're going to try to pull up the whole oh he was wandering around a uh, uh uh, you know a construction site that had nothing to do with him Did that mean he deserves to lose his life Mm. two men who aren't even officers ran this man down and 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 shot him and killed him you know so again this is stuff that we could spend hours on like seriously hours and we just unfortunately don't have that type of time but i'm gonna end this to say. Uh, well
1: i'll say one more thing before you go ahead go ahead just one last thing man the reason why they do things like that is is literally because of the white privilege that they have man every like think about it the Officers who shot Brianna Taylor still haven't been prosecuted I think it was a video I'm not gonna use that video as my main reference because it was a video of a lady who uh, saw like an officer one of the officers who mm. were supposedly arrested and kind of in a holding in the cell or in jail walking the streets free and he was like yeah I'm the officer decided whatever and she was like well why are you out here it was reported that you were arrested and They let them go and didn't tell nobody, you know what I'm saying? Like, so none of those officers have been prosecuted. At worst, they might lose their jobs, but that's not, you know, right? You see what I'm saying? But it's a slap on the wrist compared to if it was somebody of color who did the same thing, if it was somebody of color who was just a citizen who tried to do the same thing, saw somebody suspicious in their neighborhood and do something, especially if the person they ended up shooting would be uh, white and we it's, it's, it's just no secret at this point we've seen this time and time and time and time again the government protects you know folks who do wrong and commit crimes that we will be put under the jail for mm. um, so that's that's part of why I feel like a lot of these guys and, and women feel like they can do what they can do because they feel like they're entitled to it and uh, history suggests that they are or at least that they're entitled to the privilege of not being uh, you know punished accordingly for the act. Um, So as long as they are, you know, not being uh, disciplined or not being reprimanded or not being sentenced or prosecuted for any of these actions that they take, they'll forever feel like, oh, well, we can do this and we'll just get a slap on the wrist. I might lose my job. I might, you know, take a little heat from the media. But once that all dies down, I can go back to a normal life and we're going to act like this never happened. So uh, as long as they're protected, as long as they don't get treated as they're supposed to when they do these acts, and they'll probably always attempt to. So we we gotta do a little bit more uh, as as a people and as a community uh, to just look out for each other. I'm not saying that we have to be like, you know, the best of friends when our communities and when you see another black man, but that at the very least, we gotta show at least enough common decency and respect and love towards each other to know that, hey, you know, I got your back out here in these streets because nobody is gonna look out for us the way that we're gonna look out for us, man. These people don't really care about us as much as they like our business, as much as they like our work ethic, our dances, our music um they they don't respect us or our lives you know uh
0: you you said businesses shout out to the black businesses uh right now they're just booming you know uh, I, uh, i i definitely right now i'm wearing a support black colleges shirt uh, which is a, uh, a business support black colleges, which I believe is based in Atlanta, Georgia. I myself did not go to an HBCU, but I definitely support them. Shout out HBCUs. Uh, I, I see now that could be a starting trend, uh, which we're gonna get into sports here in a minute. Um, a lot of, uh, I've, I've seen a few athletes out of high school uh, some of these guys are the five-star recruits are now committing to HBCUs, which could be a serious changing of the guard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, so definitely shout out to that, you know. Um, so in the world of sports, and for those listeners, don't cut me off because we're not going to talk stats. We're not going to – first of all, there aren't any stats to give. <laughs> We've been without sports uh, for a while. Um Yes, basketball is set to getting ready to start up in the bubble down in Florida and Disney. Uh, baseball is set to start up as well. But uh, as far as sports goes, we've seen a lot of the professional sports here in America, Major League Baseball, the NFL. The NBA has kind of always been in the, you know, the, the forefront as far as social injustice. I think they the, the NBA, that's why people love basketball, because it's a, it's a player's place to be. Mm. Compared to the NFL and uh, the the, and I love baseball, but the kind of the good old boy mentality of baseball still. Mm. Um, So I say that to say this Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Dan Snyder is. The owner of the Washington football team, I'm not going to say uh, he's the majority owner. I'm not going to say their their uh, previous name, mm. but he is the owner of the Washington football team. In recent times, for, that, for the, t- okay, you know what? I'm just going to come out and say it. The team formerly known as the Washington Redskins. Mm. And I'm not talking about a damn potato. Mm. I'm talking about a slap in the face of pure ignorance and racism to the Native American people. And they're not the only one. There's the Cleveland Indians. You know, there's multiple teams uh, in in different, you know, sports arenas across the U.S. that have shaded and and snipped from Native American culture in their own way. But I want to focus on this team because – in recent weeks with the tension in America, they have made a just a, a shocking change. And it's on their It's on their Instagram page. And I'm going to turn this over to you in a minute. Oh, a press release that was released immediately uh, on July 13th uh, says here a statement released by the Washington football team on July 3rd. We announced the commencement of a thorough review of the team's name. That review has begun uh, in earnest as part of this process we want to keep our sponsors fans and community apprised of our thinking as we go forward today we are announcing we will retire the Redskins name and logo upon completion of this review now I want to say this and then I'm gonna hand it over to you the word retire That's a very interesting choice of words Mm. because when you retire, like a person retires from a job, they have served that job Mm. X amount of years, no matter if they retire because they're ready or disability, they have retired. When you retire a Jersey, when you retire, whatever it served its purpose. So when I hear the word retire and this logo and this name, you're telling me that they serve their purpose Mm. and Instead of saying words like remove or disassociate, we're going to retire. Hmm. To me, that's still insulting.
1: Uh, I, I I can see why it would be insulting to you, but it, it, and it, and it's it's also when you look at it from or the perceived mind state of someone like a Dan Snyder who you know literally fought tooth and nail to keep the name for as long as he possibly could. If he didn't catch as much heat for it as he has been recently, he would still uh, have the name Redskins for the team. Uh, It's retired because you Know in a way, I feel like uh, it, it, he still tries to honor the name in whatever way he you know felt like it you know served him best or whatever way it meant to him. Uh, because if I'm not mistaken, I remember he was saying you know it was actually a, a testament or it was actually supposed to be like a uh, like a like a tribute you know to please, Native Americans, please. Uh, <laughs> you know, and all that they have done. That was his uh, that was his standpoint by it. Um, so I'm pretty sure it, it wasn't his choice, uh, to get rid of the name. And he was probably very proud of the name of the team and stuff like that. So, uh, it probably means a little bit more to, to him and people who are in support of the team being called Redskins. And he wanted to try to honor it by using that choice of word to retire. Um, but I think it's a, it's a good thing, man. It's a good change, uh, just because uh, if I'm not mistaken, also it was a survey done uh, some years back where uh, Native Americans were asked were they offended by the term redskin, and, and I believe the majority of them weren't, so it didn't really seem like a big deal. But as we are getting into 2020, as we're looking into you know police brutality and you know uh, race equality and things of that nature, uh, a more recent survey has been done, and more people, uh, more Native Americans are finding that to be offensive now. Um, so that's what kind of you know brought about the change, uh, partially, as well as it being supported by other, you know, racial groups and factions as well. Um,
0: So, um, I just want to make this point, and then we're going to move on uh, to wrap up the show, but I do want to bring up one thing about the NFL afterwards. Uh, The the Washington football team started off as uh, the Braves in Boston in 1932, and then they changed their name to the Redskins in 1937. Braves are
1: usually uh, 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 aimed at Native Americans exactly. as
0: well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so even if you if if you want to start with 1937 till now, that's 83 years. Mm-hmm. 83 years, and while the logo has not been the same logo as it was, the name for 83 years was the Washington Redskins, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl titles, the Hall of Famers. So. That shows you if, if, it took, if, it's, if, if it took this long, we have a lot of work to do. And this is just a sports arena. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap up sports, I did want to bring this up. Uh, the NFL is considering. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, I, I can't make this shit up. The NFL is considering playing the black national anthem. At the beginning of uh the start of games right before the national anthem <sighs> you know again i can't make this shit up i i you know i don't even think the best directors in hollywood could make this shit up it's almost to the point to where i have to ask the question again what are we really doing here
1: I'm more pandering more pandering uh and i like i waited because i knew we were going to talk about this on the show but that's exactly what it is once again uh you putting the black national anthem or that's what you want to call it in place of the regular national anthem doesn't solve the issues at hand if anything it'll show more of what the problem is because while you will have black americans stand for i guess the First national anthem, or the original, or the primary national anthem, whatever you want to call it. Um, I guarantee when this black national anthem plays, you will see certain groups of people still sitting. Not wanting to respect that na- that Black National Anthem, they'll probably even be petty enough
0: to kneel during it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> think of that. You Somebody kneeling saying? during the Black National Anthem. You know, <laughs>
1: and, and, and and you know, trying to express uh, this, their this, out or whatever, to try to fight back from it. But the the act of trying to do it is really just trying to once again, hey guys, we're with you. We understand that you're disenfranchised, and you know. Uh, We don't want you to think that we're racist, even though we have a majority black, you know, um, uh, you know, employee base as far as our players, and we don't do right by them, and we don't give them a platform to speak. And matter of fact, we're willing to pay them, but less than almost any other sport. Uh, (laughs) You know, even though that trend is kind of changing with the Mahomes deal, but you know, Mahomes is kind of special. so, it, it, it's, a, it's a bunch of things Even with ownership Oh, well, we, we don't have very many black head coaches And we don't really give them a chance We have no black owners Especially no black majority owners Because we don't want any other men And it's not to say that you deserve to be an owner Just because you're black But it, it's, it's, it's many a things that show you that the solidarity isn't there like how they claim it is but just to try to once again keep that black dollar keep people focused on football make it seem like that you know we're actually here with you they want to you know just do all of these novel antics in order to, um, you know, just kind of appease the masses. So that's that's all that, you know, is a shot at, and I just, uh, I'm, I'm not for it. Uh, to be honest with you, me as a black man, um, I might've heard whatever they deem the black national anthem is, but I, I don't hear it when I go to um you know sporting events if that was the case if it was a black national anthem seeing how this country was built on the backs of black people you should probably play right after the regular or primary or you know preferred national anthem if that's how you want to do it it should have been played um especially when you're playing or you know you got games with a leagues with leagues with a majority black people in them you would think you would play that just out of respect for the service that they do for you and your business um but you know it's, it's nothing more than just hey Uh, we're not racist Uh, still love us still spend your dollar with us and as long as you do so then we're good that's all that's it Uh,
0: I want to say that to say this a quote from Malcolm X the white man will try to satisfy us with symbolic victories rather than economic equality and real justice Hmm, okay Um. I want to use this, these last few minutes here as a time of reflection. We are at a crossroads between a pandemic, a racial tension that has reached some serious levels, and just living in today's world in general, we have hit a serious crossroads. And it's times like this where you truly, we truly need to embrace each other as much as we can. Black, brown, white, doesn't matter. Because we're fighting every day, every single day. And we're going to keep fighting till the day we die. I say that to say this. I challenge you. Anyone listening to this right now, I challenge you. I challenge myself. I challenge. Oh, I challenge Motown Motivator. I challenge anyone listening. There's someone in your phone right now that you haven't spoken to in a while. Could be weeks, could be days. Hell, it could be a year. But you've thought of them recently. I challenge you to call that person, see how they're doing. We have to get out of this notion that I, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I, people call me, one of the first things they say is, I didn't want anything. Yes, you did. You wanted to talk to me. That's wanting something. We we get this notion that if we don't hear from someone for a long period of time when they call us, they want money, you know, or they, they need some type of financial or assistance, you know, or there there is a lot of people out there, unfortunately, that will call you when they just do need something. But all that aside, there's someone in your phone right now, and if you don't have a phone for the elders out there, if you have an address book, phone book, whatever, there's somebody you have not talked to recently that has been on your mind. Call them. If they don't answer, text them. Leave them voicemail, whatever. Because we're getting to a point to where communication is not extinct but it's a dying breed we're getting to the point where three or four words is considered communication Mm. we're getting to a point where high and by is considered communication no 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 there's somebody in your phone that you have wondered through this whole pandemic through everything going on you just You just want to know how they're doing. See how they're doing. Don't don't sit there and be like, well, they ain't called me. No. Don't do that, because that's the first thing somebody wants to do. They don't call me. I don't call them. How do you know why they don't call you? What if that person has children? What if that person has uh, they go through hell and back and they just don't have what if they just don't have the time? to sit there and already shoot down something before it can even get started, you're already losing before before anything hits the ground. We have to stop, give peace a chance, keep fighting, get out there and reach out to somebody that you care about, that you love, that you miss, hey, I just wanted to know how you was doing. I just wanted to talk. Yes, I do want something. I want to talk to you. If it's not right now, when's the best time to talk to you? You have no idea what that could do for you and that person. You have no idea. Now, I get where we are right now. You know, physical contact may not be the best thing, and that's understandable. But... Phone conversation doesn't have to have physical contact at all outside of your face touching the phone or maybe not even then. So I challenge you to do that. I challenge you. And and I'm not again, I'm not talking about someone you talked to yesterday, somebody you talked to a week ago, somebody you haven't talked to in a while. And they have ran across your mind in recent weeks or days. Because it starts with you. It starts with me. It starts with us. This world, this country cannot change if each and every individual is not willing to look in the mirror and personally say, what the fuck can I change to help change, to help start this ignition or keep it going? If you're not a protester, okay. if you're not a person that cares to be on the front line, okay. But there's still something you could do. There's always something you can do, even if it's personally changing your views on a race or family member or whoever. There's always that. I wish we had more time because we could talk about this for hours. Uh, Oh, my brother, I love you. I I appreciate you coming on the show. It's been an honor, a pleasure.
1: Thanks for having me, man.
0: Um, Like I said at the top of the hour, this is a pilot episode. This could be the first of many. It could be one of one. That is still to be determined. But even if this is the one and only time we do meet, I hope that you can take away something from this conversation here today. We did not cover everything. It's only so much you can cover in an hour. Um, But we we have to realize that we are all under the same sun and moon and that's where it starts from the individual oh
1: uh i guess i'll kind of leave out uh, with some closing words a lot of what you said hit it right on the uh right hit it right on the head man uh i think a lot of the changes that need to be made starts with the individual person uh i spoke to a number of people who especially you know just us as black men speaking amongst each other we're frustrated man like you know we got families out here family members out here as men it's in our innate you know instinct to you know provide and to protect for our families and as a black man out here you kind of you know stay up at night and wonder if you have the ability to or you know uh what might happen to your family when you stay away from them uh you know um the life that you that you live and the environments that you grew up in teach us a lot to not really trust other people. And between that um, and things like social media, it uh, really makes it difficult uh, for us to really connect with people as we used to. So I think you hit it right on the head when you say we got to change as the individuals look inward because I remember having a conversation with a couple of other brothers and they was like sitting there like, what do we do? How do we, you know, change? How do you make that difference? And I don't have all the answers, but the one thing I told them were, uh do what you can you know uh even a penny has value it may not be a hundred dollar bill but it's still money see what i'm saying uh when you when you look at the people who are around you who love you who you do influence and who you do touch on the day-to-day are you breathing life into them are you telling them good things are you influencing them to do the right things uh are you you know teaching them love and not hate um are you You know doing what it takes to make them you know a productive member of society that can actually influence other people uh i feel like when you start with that whether it be your kids your friends your spouse your parents uh brothers and sisters or whoever and you're able to influence them to make good decisions and the right thing it kind of cast out like a net you know you link to whoever you can touch and influence and hopefully they take that influence and give it to other people they can touch and influence and it may not you know necessarily happen while you're living or in the same generation that you in or whatever the case may be but i feel like when you plant that seed everywhere you go when you greet people with a smile when you treat them with respect when you show them love like real like genuine love uh the the changes are small but they're um invested and could be uh, just that little instance right there that uh, brings about the next whoever, the next doctor, the next lawyer, the next politician, the next influencer, the next you know entertainer, whoever that may have the platform, the mindset, the resources to be able to push that agenda along a little bit further. So I definitely want to back up your statement about just looking at yourself in the mirror. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of who you uh, appear to be within your community. And if you're not, then take steps towards that to become that. Um, because even with you being an individual person, whether you're the trash man, the mailman, the grocery worker, the factory worker, uh, you still have a voice and you still have an influence on somebody that you know in your life. And you can impact them to be greater than what they are. And you can be greater in doing so
0: well folks there you have it uh shout out to Motown motivated i appreciate you giving uh me the platform to do this through the midst of a pandemic that takes uh, tremendous courage and uh i appreciate your your time uh this has been Hashtag Knowledge Hour with William, not Will. Before we go, Will, I'm gonna do a
1: shameless plug. You can stream my single Power on Apple Music, Titles, Spotify, YouTube, and any digital platforms where you can find music. Uh you can follow me, Chief O, C H I E E F underscore O on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook. Uh get at me, DM me, and hopefully you guys stream. I need the support. I like
0: money. Thank you. You know, I almost want to recant on my earlier statement about not doing the PSA because you deserve your own fucking PSA for calling me Will again. And the damn name is in I the apologize title. William, not I apologize. Will.
1: That one was my fault. I apologize, Will. My bad.
0: <laughs> I'm done for the day. I know
1: you too well, bro. I don't I do not don't do formalities.
0: I, I am done for the day. <laughs> you take care of yourself. I'm Seriously, you out there, whoever's listening, take care of yourself. This is William signing out. William. Ugh. Easy. <laughs> Shit.
1: Shit. Shit. Uh, niggas around, but they leave with you down. They just want the power. Uh, bitches claim you just to try to tame me. They just want the power. Uh, she an you, but she got an angle. She just want the power.